Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District. And every week, we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. This episode, we talk to Andrea Calvo. She is a 2019 Orange County Teacher of the Year and teaches at Ladera Vista Junior High School of the Arts. Well, welcome, Andrea. Thank you. I'm uh, glad to have you here on the podcast. And um, to get us started, tell us how you got into teaching. Well, I sort of, I like to say I sort of fell into teaching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I didn't really. Um, when I was in high school, I went to school because of my choir teacher and my drama teacher. Okay. Those were the, the two classes that I wanted to take. Choir and, and drama. Choir and drama. And um, I had to maintain a GPA to stay eligible okay. to participate. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, something you had to think about? Like, I have to, I have to yeah. stay eligible? No, it, it, okay. Absolutely. Okay. If, if you didn't... Um, if your GPA dropped below 2.0, you can participate. Yeah. So I didn't really struggle in school. I just was one of those kids, you know. So I stayed eligible. I, I did well so that I could stay on the in the show choir, which was the top performing ensemble, and so that I could perform in all the shows. And um, I have always loved music for as long as I can remember. Since I was three, I've, I've been playing and singing and performing. So um, when it was time to go to college, um, I wasn't really sure. I didn't want to do anything except music. <laughs> so okay. I... And music means vocal music, instrument. What what did that look like? Um, it was vocal music to start with. I played in the band in school, and I sang in the choir. Um, and then when I, I went to a JC, and I taught children's choirs and performed. Um, so mostly vocal music. That's, that's the okay. thing that I like so to do. When you were a student at a junior college, you mm -hmm. were teaching children's choirs yeah how did that work at a church okay okay yeah. so it was it wasn't like something you did through the jc it was just no. at the same time at the same time oh, so yeah. you're already teaching right. and doing music yeah so i came i went to chapman i transferred to chapman university okay. and um because they have an opera program there which is fabulous opera yeah. chapman and i wanted to sing opera i had never done opera before i did musical theater and so i wanted to get into it so i transferred to chapman um i Continued to teach. I taught at the YWCA, um, little music classes twice a week. Yeah. And um, my advisor at Chapman said, You should really not be vocal performance. You should do something, you know, like music education because then you can pay the mm. bills sometimes. Oh, okay. I was thinking, <laughs> Is that like a s easy way to let you down? Look, no. you're not that talented. Uh. No, they were really um, at that. I mean, that was Chapman 20 years ago. So, um, there weren't a lot of music education majors. There were like six of us. Oh, wow. And I, there wow. were just, yeah, it was really small. Um, so it, it, for vocal for vocal music anyway. So we, um, I, I was a music education major and vocal performance. Mm -hmm. I dual majored. And about halfway through, I realized that I didn't want to major in performance because mm -hmm. I didn't want to... I didn't want to go to New York and pound the pavement and mm. go to grad school and do all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to stay in Orange County and yeah. have a family. And yeah. um, so 
I kept teaching. The whole time I was teaching, I taught at the YWCA. I taught at our, led our church choirs. Um, I did an internship at OUSD. And oh, where? Oh, oh, oh Orange. Orange Unified. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the City of Orange. Okay. And um, I taught elementary music at the City of Orange. So, like, kindergarten, first, second graders. Wow. And I loved that. And I thought, okay, this is where I fit. Yeah. I'm totally going to teach elementary music. I'm going to be, like, the teacher that comes in and they all love you and I sing songs <laughs> and, you know. And um, just... As things unfolded, uh, a friend of a friend said, we need someone in Fullerton to teach dance and choir. And um, as a musical theater person, mm. dance was always like my second thing that I did. Okay. Um, I didn't have quite enough credits to dance minor, but I took a lot of dance. Wow. So I was like, ooh, me, I'll do that. And I started at Nicholas wow. Junior High in 2001. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, and then I kind of caught that. But well, you know, I was a first year teacher, so I cried and <laughs> thought it was horrible and, <laughs> you know, all, all the things that come along with yeah. being a first year teacher. But um, but then I just kind of realized that I love the junior high kids and I, I really mm. liked what I was doing. I loved that um, I was able to have an influence, that they were young, but still kind of like mini adults sometimes. Like sometimes they were like kindergartners and sometimes they were like <laughs> mini adults. That's how junior hires are. Yeah. Um, and I just loved it. And so I stayed and I kept staying and now it's been 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> So any any uh, couple of questions, just any highlights over the, the last 18 years? That's one question. Oh, highlights, like um, teaching highlights? Sure, just memories that stand out. Oh, gosh, there's cool so many, um, so many fun things. I the, the first show I directed at Nicholas was Annie, and okay. they had never done a musical there before. Okay. Um, I, maybe. I shouldn't say never, but... I, there wasn't like a tradition of doing okay. musicals. So um, I had this seventh grade girl who was Annie and um, she sent me a letter when she was graduating from college. Oh, wow. So she and her family had moved away. They were from Mexico City. Okay. They, had, came, they come to, had come to Fullerton, then they moved to Arizona or something. But she sent me a letter and she said, that was the moment that I gained self-confidence. That's when wow. I knew like, I'm going to graduate from high school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have this awesome life because I could stood up on stage and I sang Annie and you believed that I was, That's awesome. that I could do that. So that was really cool that she sent me that letter. Wow. That was super we cool. We can just stop the podcast right, <laughs> right there. Like that's such a great story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, another question is anything in the first year or so that sticks with you as a lesson? Cause you said it, it was hard. It was, you were a new, a new teacher. But anything that you would still latch onto and give as advice, what is something that occurs to you? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> the first year was so important to have somebody that kind of got it and that I could vent to. That hmm. um, I had Margie Price. I don't know if you remember Margie, but she was um, she taught an opportunity class at Nicholas back then, and every now and then she would just come in and say hey, how you doing? Like, everything good today? <laughs> and I would be like, no, <laughs> all this happened or something. Yeah. Um, so she was really great. So, And I was fortunate to just find her and then the band teacher there. We sort of bonded. We shared a classroom and, um, and we would stay after school and just talk about stuff. And just having having another teacher who was willing to 
they they were both willing to say, hey, you ought to try this. This works for me. Or um, how about I just sit in your class and like observe that back row and see what they're doing back there. And um, so I was really fortunate to have some good teachers that right away were like, we got you. We got your back. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So if somebody doesn't have that, <laughs> what advice oh, would you give them to um, to get through or to how do you connect? Like you had people kind of mm -hmm. uh, seek you out or volunteer. Um, what advice would you give somebody who's kind of in that spot and they don't have that person who's coming to check on them? Um, what's a, another option that, that's helpful early on? Um, I think, uh, well, it sounds so cliche to say, but like, Self-care is so important, and yeah, talk, I remember <laughs> I remember being a, a first year, a, a new teacher, and spending like all of my time at the school, like yeah. especially for music. We've got these concerts we're doing, yeah. and I was directing a show, and I was helping build the sets, and I was we were doing a lot. So I would go on Saturday and yeah. have a team there, and there just was no. Um, I when wasn't, you say have a team, you mean team of students? Students, yeah. yeah. There was not a lot of parents um, back then, mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of parent help, but there were a few parents that would come. But I would have the students meet me there on Saturday, and we would sit and, like, paint sets, or we would make costumes. And, um, yeah, one of, one of the instructional assistants, actually, she had a one-on-one -on -one student who was in my class, and she would come on Saturday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we just wow. did a lot. Like, we spent a lot of time at the school, and um, looking back... It was maybe too much. <laughs> Real talk. Like you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta draw. It. Like now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a different stage of life. Like mm. back then, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. But yeah. Um, Ooh, it, yeah, balancing yeah. that with your own so family. So balancing. Wow. So then it was like, yeah, sure, I can spend my Saturdays at school, or I can spend my evenings at school. But um, it was a lot. I wasn't maybe taking enough time to. Maybe yeah. that's what where the stress came from. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'd tell someone. You got to find someone. Go. <laughs> uh, I was afraid to go into the teacher's lounge. Oh, really? There were a lot of teachers, and I wasn't young. I mean, I was 25. I wasn't like a yeah. super young um, new teacher, but uh, there were some really like seasoned veteran teachers there who were fantastic, mm -hmm. not to say they weren't, right. but I was a little like intimidated. Sure. I walked in one time like wearing my dance clothes, and one of them said, students aren't allowed in here. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm the new dance teacher. Like, nice to meet you. Well, you look like a student, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> charming. <laughs> it was just one of those things where, so I was kind of intimidated. I didn't go in there very often, and it took a while yeah. to like meet people, and um, so I think that's important that that you know don't isolate yourself. Yeah. Um, I wasn't prepared to sit in a room where everybody called me by my last name all day long. Mm. That was a weird thing. That's I remember telling um, my my band teacher, I was like, "Does anybody ever use your first name?" <laughs> She's like, no. That's <laughs> was, so funny. It just felt weird. Yeah. I, like, craved a grown-up conversation, so yeah. it's important to yeah. find someone to support you. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So I'm just trying to make a connection. So when you're a, a new teacher spending all this time there, yeah. was there, and for those students who were there, so the team of students mm -hmm. who was spending extra hours with you, do you see a connection between their experience and when you were in school and, like, like drama and music was was some of what you liked the extra kind of non-class time that was different a different oh, yeah, experience for sure yeah. i think it's a different ex it's a different experience uh connecting to the students uh, like on a different level yeah. than in the classroom um talk a little bit about what you think drama and the arts have to offer in that way outside the class on these like mega projects like 
you know, a play or a musical, right. you can't just get it done in a period right. <laughs> a day. So what does that bring into the student experience? I think it brings a connection to something larger than, something bigger than yourself. Um, we like to say, I teach the musical theater class at LV, and we like to say putting on a musical involves every single art form, mm. and then all the core, the core curriculum too, because we're learning, um, like right now we're doing Mary Poppins, mm. but there's all this literature that goes along with it, the P.L. Travers books, um, all of the dialogue, learning accents, and then you bring in history. Um, we're talking about Edwardian culture and what that was like, and um, so, it kind of cool. it kind of brings everything together, mm -hmm. and you're creating this thing that's way bigger than any one person could do. Um, it takes discipline and endurance and responsibility and um, being part of a group. It's kind of like being part of a team, but I don't like sports analogies. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of like that, but it's a little bit different in that we're not competing. Yeah. So it has a different. Yeah. level it's a it's a just a different thing yeah. so something you said made me think you could run an entire school if the only curriculum or the curricular base was we're putting a, a musical so show together and everything is taught through that experience oh my god that is my dream school you, let's do it <laughs> let's that do would it be awesome <laughs> what do you think dr bob would say <laughs> he'd probably say go for <laughs> he it probably would probably say go for it so what just take one aspect of that. Let's say I'm hard to convince. I'm the math teacher, science teacher, or something. Right. Just talk about like how how you envision that connection being made. Oh gosh. Well, let's talk about lighting on the stage. That makes me okay. think of the science teacher. So, um, the lighting has to. We have to cover the whole stage. So you have. And I don't. I know nothing about lighting. I mean, I know just from on the job. But yeah. we hire a person to do our lighting. Oh, okay. uh, but I. But it was funny. I was talking to this person and saying, like, how you just go up on this ladder and you adjust the light, and then it has this perfect throw. And she's like, "That's my job. <laughs> That's yeah, what I do." Right. Um, so yeah, where to where to hang lights so that you don't have shadows? Uh, where mm. to place microphones so you can cover the stage and not have feedback and still pick everybody up? I mean, those kinds of technical things. Those, um, it's all about science and math. Um, right. Building the sets. Uh, we have to build a set that has a staircase that can hold eight students, <laughs> but it also has to be light enough that everybody can move it, you know, on and off stage. Um, and so then. So that's a whole, like, just take that, for example, building a functional staircase right. for a specific part in the play and maybe starting from scratch, like, what materials are you going to choose? Exactly. Is, is it going to be lumber? Is it going to be something? lighter weight than that, you know, um, and right. then budgets, if, if exactly. you're getting the students involved in that, like we have two options, like do we spend more here and cut cut on costumes or... Exactly. Yeah, so then it's not just those curricular areas of math and science, but then you're talking about... It's real world stuff. Team, yeah. like, mm -hmm. and I know you said you don't like the sports. <laughs> no, but yeah, <laughs> but those, it is. <laughs> those like um, collaborations and um, mm -hmm. there's some other word, um, it's... Collaborative is more positive, so like negotiations. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's it's have better costumes, you know, and a heavier staircase that we're <laughs> maybe right. gonna hurt ourselves moving. <laughs> right, or it's we can do black and white posters and then we can spend the extra money we would have spent on color, we can spend it someplace else. Yeah. That's another thing, um, just making the programs uh, 
we use our digital design class at LV to work with us to create all oh. of our all that stuff. So, you so are we're kind all of working on we're kind of doing it, creating a, a school <laughs> that's just about bringing a plant. Yeah, uh, I was telling our new principal, I'm like, we're going to be all in house. That's our goal. It's like <laughs> we're gonna, it's going to be all in house. But um, we have like the digital design students. Um, one year we had them come and meet with our students and talk about the show and like, so they we were the client and um, oh, hiring cool. them kind of a thing. And yeah. okay, what kind of poster, what size, what do you want it to say? What do you, how do you envision? Tell me a little bit about the show so that um, I can get a sense of it. And then those students came back with their designs and then our students chose the ones that they thought fit and then we had those printed. So, you know, things like that, um, that just is a kind of experience that you can't have without a whole lot of working parts. Yeah. But that's all part of the arts. That's like, that's what we do, so. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, okay, so we have some quotes from people. Now's a good time to, to turn uh, our attention towards that. So okay. uh, a moment ago you talked about like different types of literature and things like that, reading, I forgot the name of the books behind Mary Poppins. Oh, P.L. Travers. P.L. Travers. Yeah. So, um, so here's a quote, and I'll, it's, there's actually, um, I'll just read part of this, and this is from uh, Francisco, okay. who is? My husband. Your husband. So he's... Um, talking about um, your last concert. He says, uh, your last concert was amazing. It was so diverse and filled with such excellence. I watched in amazement as your students, um, her students performed works by Shakespeare, E.A. Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, Lewis Carroll, John Williams, Bach and Harnick. I don't know who that yeah. is. Sondheim. Some high schools would struggle to accomplish what, um, what you get from your students. Truly amazing. Oh, he's so nice. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so nice. So talk about those the literary connection. Uh, like, oh. what, what is that show so he's talking about? He's talking about um, our fall show. We called it Ghost Stories because it happens right before Halloween. Um, and it's kind of one of my favorite things. Like, I feel a little proud about it. Okay. Um, That's perfect. <laughs> so I'm happy to talk about it. Um, we... D we're looking f to make purposeful connections between literature and music. And so we started with this ghost stories. This was the second time we've done it. Um, and I just looked for famous poets that had amazing, um, that composers had taken and created beautiful music. Um, you can find a lot of kind of junk, but I wanted some, <laughs> I wanted like really good music because I didn't want to sacrifice, I didn't want to sacrifice text and I didn't want to sacrifice music. So Shakespeare and um, Edgar mm -hmm. Allan Poe were two of the ones that we chose. Um, and then Lewis Carroll, the Jabberwocky. Mm -hmm. So, um, so in choir class, we studied the poems, we studied some of the other literature from each of the um, authors. And then we learned the music, and we talked about how the music is telling the story mm. in a different way and um, encourage the students. We have uh, art journals at our school, so I encourage them to use their art journals to sort of make further, deeper connections. Mm -hmm. And then um, we involved the theater class. Um, they did a Shakespeare piece, and Edgar Allan Poe, they did The Raven. So they um, performed The Raven, the whole poem, from memory, and then the choir sang a piece based on The Raven. Uh, and then we actually had the dance class involved as well. Um, so we kind of... Are you the dance teacher? I am not the dance teacher. Okay. No, but our dance teacher is fabulous. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So wow. it was a collaboration between dance yeah. theater and choir. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. And um, I just felt like the students, they just get a bigger experience that way. And, and it is something that they might encounter in the real world. Like there aren't a lot of professional choirs where you just go and like sit in a theater and watch the choir sing. And then, it's, I mean, mm. no one's paying you to do that. No one's paying a, a singer 
a living wage to do that. Right. But there are music videos that incorporate dance and music, and yeah. there are you know productions and um, events where they want all this happening. So I I don't know. It just seems like it's a yeah, that's cool, cool thing. So in talk about how that came to be. There's this collaboration, and you're proud of it. But at some point, it was not happening. Right. And then somebody had the idea for this. And so I'm trying to connect to like trying something new. So can you remember where this came from? Or? Well, do you want me to be honest? <laughs> uh, sure. That's better. It came from, I was doing too much. <laughs> this sounds funny, but I teach the choir classes and the musical theater class, okay. which I co-teach with another teacher. And so it was a lot of outside performing a yeah. lot, like more than really is reasonable for junior high, more right. than reasonable to put on the teacher and more than reasonable for the students at their age. So um, so I just called the theater teacher and I was like, how about we combine our fall things? Because I was doing like a choir fall thing and then we were doing a theater fall thing and it was so much extra time mm. and rehearsals and then paying for all the things that go into you yeah. know lighting and sound and all that. Um, and so she was immediately, she was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. And I'm like, how about I call Jill and dance and see if she wants to do it too. Like, let's just get it all together. Um, so that was, I mean, one of the driving forces was like, we were doing too much. We got to streamline and be more purposeful about what we're doing so that it's not just we're throwing up a concert. We're actually right. like doing something that's important and relevant. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love it. It sounds like, oh, you it's were like, so selfish. But no, it's like necessity <laughs> is the mother it's of invention. Exactly. It's like an example of that. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned Jill. Is that Jill Riley? Jill Riley, yeah. So her name came up in a quote from somebody else. So this is, oh. this is from Randa Schmalfeld, uh, Schmalfeld the mm -hmm. uh, former principal at LV. So um, this question was, uh, what's a significant moment where Andrea, uh, Andrea, is mm -hmm. being Andrea? And um, so she wrote, um, quote, this is me. Uh, Andrea led our entire performing arts department in an incredible combined performance of This Is Me for our Schools to Watch celebration last uh, mm -hmm. February. Our band, choir, and dance students were incredible. Andrea made that happen with partners Rob and Jill. Yeah. So talk about that. What was that event? That was really cool. We got the we won the Schools to Watch award, um, which was this long process and um, kind of a big deal. So we were super proud. And um, the, the state was coming in to give us this award, and they said, we're going to do an assembly, and you can have a performance to showcase your school. And they said, um, you know, sometimes middle schools, they, they have the high schoolers come and perform because we want it to be a good performance. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, so one thing about me is I kind of like putting on a show. <laughs> I, like, I like collaborating. I love just bringing it all together. So... I immediately uh, asked Randa. She said, well, we would have to have, you know, we can't just have choir. We have to have bring in some dance. We need to bring in some instrumental music. Like, it can't just be one or the other. And so I just called Rob and Jill, and I'm like, can we make this happen? And we only had three weeks to put it together. <laughs> so, so wow. but this is how cool our staff is. And what I really love about working at LV is that we have this department that, that supports. So they were both kind of like, it's a little bit crazy, but sure, let, let's <laughs> just see. Um, so I just started listening to songs and I was trying to find something. So the other, to back up, they said the entire student body is gonna be at this assembly, all 1,000 students. Wow. So that's like a whole different 
thing. Like this is at LV. This is at LV in the gym. In right? the gym. That's the only place you could put it. It's the only place. Yeah. Um, which we've never done before. Wow. And like when we perform, we perform for people who have purchase tickets, parents, yeah. grandparents, they're coming, they're coming to see. And support. So there's like a, a level of commitment. sort of expectation, yeah, yeah and commitment. Buy-in. So putting the entire student body in there, yeah. you know, I mean, we're in junior high, so. I was expecting, I, I'm immediately thinking, I gotta have something that they're not, that the students are gonna buy into. Like, I need them to stand up and clap afterwards and not sit there and roll their eyes. Right. So, um, so we just, picked This Is Me and Rob arranged it for bands and um, we, we purchased an arrangement. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know. Is that oh, a I'm song? Sorry. This like, is, it's, it's The Greatest Showman. Oh, I just saw that. I, <laughs> was, I was sick last week and uh, I watched it on my sick day. But I yeah. don't, okay, I'll have to go back and listen to this. Yeah, listen to This Is okay. Me. It's the one that they sing. Um, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll it's pretty it. cool. So uh, cool. Rob Hastings, he arranged, you know, fixed the band arrangement so that it incorporated his entire advanced bands, and then I used my advanced choirs, and then Jill choreographed for her dance three class, and then um, so we practiced it for a couple weeks on our own. Then we threw the kids together for two rehearsals, and just we were like, "This is what's happening," and it just was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So we have another quote. Um, so this is from your current principal, um, Bill Lynch. Oh, yeah. And so a significant moment is um, he said, watching your third period choir class. Oh, he said yeah. there's a combination of general ed students, students with significant disabilities, <coughs> and you have them all singing and creating a beautiful musical experience together. Um, and then he says much, much of your accolades come from your performance with advanced students. Mm -hmm. But it's your work with all students that show how great a teacher you are. Oh, I'm, that's so, nice. I'm getting teary oh, eyed. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit. I've actually visited, um, I've seen uh, third oh, period. Oh, you have seen third period. Yeah. So um, I, on a school tour, it must have been last year. Yes. We came by. I remember. Um, and so um, tell me about, tell me about that. That has just been kind of an incredible thing. Um, and I, I don't really know how it all started. <laughs> like, I can't go back and just say, oh, I decided this, or the special ed teacher. Mm -hmm. But um, music is a powerful thing, and um, for lots of different reasons, for all different abilities. And so at some point, the special ed teacher and I were talking, and I said, you guys should become an acquire. And she's like, we totally should. They were already, um, her class was already going and in, pushing into dance classes. Oh, wow. And, um, and so I'm like, yeah, absolutely. In fact, all the way when I was teaching at Nicholas, uh, our, the Mod Severe class there would push into choir as well. And it just, it just makes sense, you know, to, to have these students be a part of the school experience. So yeah. they started coming in and um, we started a buddy thing where a typical developing student has a buddy who's in the Mod Severe class and um, the kids volunteer to be the buddies and there's always more volunteers than we mm. need, which is, I think, wow. super cool. Um, and then, so then the kids, all, they sit as part of the class instead of being separate. They're just mm -hmm. part of the class, and um, there are students that are nonverbal, and there are students that, that have behaviors that are loud and mm -hmm. that are different. And so we spend a little bit of time at the beginning of each semester doing an activity that the special ed teacher designed mm. to help the typical students kind of feel like what it might be like to go through life mm. with a, a different ability. 
and then um, and then I just meet with the buddies every now and then and just check in with them like are you cool or is it getting to be too much like mm -hmm. do you feel comfortable and so far it's just been great so the kids participate they come to our concerts they're part of our class uh, we cool. try to get away from like her kids and my kids because they're all our kids right. um, but I do have I have to interject since I just said that I have an eight-year-old <laughs> And I said, I was talking to someone, and I'm like, well, I have 235 kids. And he goes, actually, Mom, you have two kids. You have 235 students. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to, like, <laughs> well, hmm, put another dollar in the therapy jar <laughs> for that one. <laughs> well, we are, we're getting close to the end, but mm -hmm. I just want to do a quick lightning round. And, okay. Um, this is going to be tough. This is just going to be tough. I'm. So they had to, um, the people we interviewed had to pick one word that they said represents you. Okay, so what okay. I'm going to do is I'm going to read you all three words, and we know it's Bill Lynch, uh, Randa, Schmalfeld, and your husband. Okay. And then you're just going to see if you can untangle which word was said by which oh, person. Oh, by which yeah. person. So there's no way to get it right. I mean, it's, okay. it's just. It's okay. just so word okay. number one is energy. Okay. Word number two is brilliant, okay. and word number three is amazing. I'll give you $5 if you can get this, because, I mean, they're all <laughs> wow. very positive. Yeah, $5. Energy, um, brilliant, and amazing. Okay. So current principal, former principal, and your husband. Uh, okay, I think my husband probably said brilliant. No, I'm no, sorry. Dang. I'm sorry. That is not He true. would not tell me anything that he said, too. He's like, oh, yeah. He, really? Well, you're going to get an email, maybe? And he's like, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. So brilliant would have to be Randa, then. Yes. Yeah. Yes, good. Okay. Okay. And energy, maybe, was my husband? No. 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 It was Bill. Wow. It was Bill. Okay, so we're going to kind of close here with the quote from your husband. So he said, okay. amazing. And then the first part, remember I read the last part of the quote about um, right. your last choir performance and the literature. But the first part, um, it was a significant moment, like where you're being you. Okay. And so he said, selecting a significant moment is very difficult because you're the type of person who sacrifices daily for her family and for her students. She's up early, she stays up late, she works weekends, <laughs> kind of like the, <laughs> the first year teaching. Not a lot has changed. Um, <laughs> she is constantly generous of her time, talent, and energy. Furthermore, she uses every opportunity to teach. There is never a missed opportunity to teach for her. I'm in awe of her as a teacher. What does that mean to you about using every opportunity to teach? What is, oh why do gosh. you think you said that? Uh, that's, I got a little teary-eyed. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> I'm going to need you to forward that to me <laughs> for later. Um, I'll send it to you. Yeah. No. Um, I do try to take every opportunity to teach. Um, one thing comes to mind, and it's not even something that happened in the classroom, but it was um, we were driving up to visit family up north, and um, the movie had just come out, uh, the one Augie, what is the name of that? Wonder. Okay. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. um, and we were reading it with our students at school. We had just decided as a school that we were gonna take 20 minutes a day and read this book together. And I th just thought, my own children need to hear this. Mm -hmm. So we drove up north and I read it to them on the way up there. And we stopped and we talked about stuff and we didn't finish it until I think I was on our way back. But what's funny about that is as we're driving up there, 
or at, when we got there and we're with our family, they said, you know, oh, I bet the kids were happy to have all that time to play on their devices. And we're like, actually, we don't allow devices in the car. Like, <laughs> we're those old school parents that are like, you have to play games. And I said, plus, I read them the book Wonder. And they kind of stopped for a second and looked at me and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you're a teacher. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I mean, you guys are teachers and everything. So, like, <laughs> of whatever. course, you're reading in of the car to your children on a cross country. But trip. I don't know. Like, maybe that's just. That's just that came to mind when he said takes every opportunity to teach. I I do think that, you know, if we're not always learning, every if we're not learning every day, yeah. then what are we doing? So I yeah. say I do say that a lot. Every day is a day for learning something new. That's <laughs> awesome. I yeah. love it, and that's a really good place to wrap up. Oh, okay. I want to say thank you uh, so much for being here. Thank you. And um, hopefully it was painless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we could talk after. We could debrief after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. This has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.